everybody, it's Bill Courtney with an army of normal folks, and we continue now with part two of our conversation with Pastor Lee Robbins right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Hey everybody, uh, Lisa and I have four kids, and um, as they got into their teen years, um, <laughs> uh, wireless service uh, became a thing at the Courtney household. And after years of fine print contracts and paying a whole lot more for providers than what I thought, um, if we've learned anything, um, there's always a catch to wireless service. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans were 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, nah, what's the catch? But after talking to these folks, it, it really all made sense. And there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet, sweet savings directly onto you. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. You can say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Um, all plans come with unlimited talk and text, uh, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's not like a cheap plan that you don't get good service on. It's uh, the nation's largest 5G network. You, you use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan all you got to do is bring your phone number along with your existing contacts so you lose nothing. Uh, you can ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. Uh, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash folks. That's mintmobile.com dot com slash folks guys cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash folks additional taxes fees restrictions do apply see mint mobile for details witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. 
Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. We now return to our conversation about Pastor Lee serving his fellow prisoners. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. But that ends when your time ends. Right. And uh, so my time, now it's time for me to go. So I have to build up some people. Three, three, three and a half years. Three and a half years. Did you do all three and a half? No, I actually you know, got benefit of the Second Chance Act. Good. That was two of thousands of us that got the benefit of getting, you know, going home six months early. Okay, so you did three. So I did three and then six and a halfway house. I got to ask you something. Yeah. How long does three years feel like when you've got oh. a wife and children outside waiting on you? How long does that feel like? A really? life. What does a day feel like? A day is, first of all, you, you you are active and you're working in there and you just like anybody else, you're working. But I can remember coming home and I'm making $25 a month, 12 cents an hour, working full time. and uh, Inside the prison. Inside the prison. And I would use 15 of those dollars to call home to talk to my wife, to talk to my children. She would bring up some disciplinary issues to the children. And I <laughs> I couldn't find it in my my heart to to really get on them. Yeah, how how do you get you know, on your children? Yeah, you ain't stuff. got number two minutes and you're getting on them and, and you don't want that to be. And so I'm, I was the easygoing dad, you know, and just, you know, just speaking love to them, you know, speaking life to them and, and then you get a few minutes. Mom was so unselfish, so she like spend the time with the kids, you know. So I would do that, and uh, you know, and then times of visitations were like crazy. We she would bring them up every week, and uh, they love that because they get a chance to get to the vending machines and act crazy and do stupid That's stuff. Devotion on your <laughs> wife's part. She stuck by you seriously absolutely. through all this. Absolutely, absolutely. I every hope. single week. Every single week she brought, there was one week that she didn't. And it really, uh, that bothered me because that, because you can't call out. So you don't know why. I don't know why, you know, things, maybe they got into an accident on their way over here. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up? And, you know, you know, in prison, they got phones and stuff like that. And I never used a phone. I'm the pastor in the compound. You know, I'm trying to set an example. Man, I'm going to tell you, I got tempted to use that phone this time. I'm like, give me the. Hey man, y'all give me a phone. And, and, and oh, I, somebody's got a contraband phone. They got a contraband phone, and you won't use it because I you're trying to do right. I'm trying to do right and trying to show them how to do right, and and they were offering it to me, man. You know, you need to check on your wife, man. Here's the phone, man. Go ahead. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And and um, you know, I and I did. Oh man, that had to been hard. It was hard. It was hard. Um, then I I had a lot of favor in prison too. And so the officers favored me. I worked in R&D. That's receiving. I call it, it's called receiving discharge. So when the people first come into prison. I thought it was research and development. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it to redeem and deliver. You know? I mean, the, the R&D means a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. changed it into that. And so, uh, so I would see them come in and going out. And so the officers there favored me. And uh, even though they say you weren't going to get any favor. Right. They heard my story and they. They kind of favored me in that sense. And so the officer called for me. Called oh, that's home, cool. Called home for me and, and found out that, you know, she just didn't have no gas money to get there. 
she just she just which which brings on a whole nother set of emotions because as a husband yeah you haven't been able to provide gas money just gas money gas money, gas money. when i was the pro- sole provider for I the family it. for years that makes you feel like a loser. Oh, at that, yeah, for real. I mean, with a capital L. I mean, it's just, you go in, and you're like, don't ever worry about coming. You know, if you don't have any gas money, don't let the option be gas money, food, come to see me. No, you take that money and help your, help the kids out and bless. And she never worked those three and a half years, never had to work outside the home. You know what happened? Our, our mailbox became a money box. Wow. People started donating to her uh, to pay our bills, you know, for three and a half years. Well, three years, and then the six months I was in the halfway house. I was able to. All right, so now you're you're out. Mm -hmm. Business is gone. Mm -hmm. Church that you started may not be gone, but you're not pastoring it anymore. Right. I mean, it had to move on. Not that it hated you, but it had to move on. Mm -hmm. And you've had this experience about mentoring folks in prison and right. seeing them getting redemption from it. Uh-huh. So yeah. What happens? Yeah. I'm I'm out and um at this point. So I'm having this passion that was ignited in prison. Never thought I can remember driving around a prison in my neighborhood and I thought, one day I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna minister. But you know, I was planning on coming home. You know, right. I, I didn't want to spend a night. <laughs> right. So that happened actually, and I thought so. My my passion was ignited in prison. I, my new call, my new purpose. Now, oh, I got to do this. This is a problem. And as like a, a lot of entrepreneurs think, they think, okay, if I can find a problem, I can be a solution, and then there can be a difference there. They think money in that term. I'm thinking like relationship capital now. I'm really got my heart changed. And I and if money comes, so be it. But I'm gonna focus on helping people right now. So I volunteer for this organization called GGRA, Greater Gwinnett Reentry Alliance. Helped to start that organization. I'm sorry, say it again. Greater Gwinnett Reentry Alliance. Reentry Alliance, which yeah. is again a huge problem in our country about how do we get folks out of prison to reenter oh. society mm-hmm. and acclimate and not go right back into prison again. Exactly. The, the dreaded recidivism that we yeah. all have heard about. Yeah, right? 70% people go right back after three years. Uh, you got 8 million caught up in the system. Caught up, Which meaning- is 500% higher than the numbers that were in the system in 1940. Exactly. 500%. 500%. I which mean, is a whole nother conversation. Right. But the point is, yeah. there's a whole lot of folks mm-hmm. coming in the prison system, More. leaving, mm-hmm. and going back in the prison system. And what's what I call, and I don't know what the word is, but I call, I call it being institutionalized. Mm-hmm. I call it where a human being just becomes part of the institutions that house him or right yeah and they just they just rotate in and out yeah they do they do and it's just also a society issue sure Uh, because i can remember uh, you know i'll talk talk about that story when i started working for probation and parole now i'm trying to figure out first of all how i get a job working for the state probation and parole in anything i mean 
And uh, and so I, I told him, I said, with no money in your with, pocket, with no money in my so pocket. So you're desperate for a job. Yeah. Well, this 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 desperate for a job. This is a this is a good paying job with benefits. Right. Right. I got a record. How do you get a job like that? And I, so I, that's part of the problem. Uh, yeah. And and so I'm I'm there, you know, and they actually hired me. And I'm like, who they? They being probation and parole, which is the state. The state. So it's a state job. State job. So they hire an ex felon. I, I I'm trying to figure out how did you hire an ex felon? Right. Well, they had a stack of applications like this for a community coordinator for one of the second largest counties in Georgia. Okay. Right. Governor Dill is known for reentry. He's a Republican governor, and he's known for Reentry. That's his. That's his brainchild here in Georgia. And so he started this position with a federal grant, six million dollars, of a community coordinator. What is my job? My job is to go out and build resource capacities for returning citizens. Those returning citizens, ex-felons, right? I got to build resources like jobs, housing, transportation, things of that nature, and then connect the community. So relationships. That was my job. That's what I love doing, right? Perfect. Perfect job. How did I get it? So I'm like, so when they offered me the job, I'm thinking, do they know I'm a, I have a record? <laughs> Should I tell them? <laughs> like, I ain't going to mess this all up. <laughs> so, so the Lord tells me, he said, you got to be honest with them. Tell them. And so I tell the chief, the guy that said, hey, we're going to give you this job. I said, you know, I got a background, right? They said, no, you don't have a background. I said, I said, oh, you didn't open your mouth up there. And, I, and he said, <laughs> he said, no, we got the best background checking system in the world. This is probation and parole. I said, well, this is not April Fool's Day, and I'm telling you, I got a record, man. <laughs> and, he's, and, I, and I'm going to tell my testimony. I'm not going to be ashamed of my testimony. He said, oh, no, we'll we check that all the way up to the governor's office. We know that you don't have a record. And so I walk away from that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He said you don't have a record. He said I don't have a record because they check that stuff. Yeah, and we checked you all the way up. All the way well, up. Well, how do you not at this point have a record when you know you have a record? Well, I had to find out why they couldn't find anything. For real, though. For real. And I'm like, <laughs> so I want to check my records myself. Go all the way to the court documents. You know that judge sealed all my records? Why? Federal judge sealed everything. Why? We talked about it earlier. They Did, oh, what, what, he wasn't doing something nice. No. It's because it's, the thing was so screwed up, he didn't want anybody getting into it. You got it. So it's, it worked so for my good. to this day, to this day. Whole, that whole proceeding sealed, sealed? It's like it's done away with. If I never say anything about it, nobody would never know. You're kidding me. And so when you were telling this dude you had a record, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying... He was like, yeah, but we don't consider that a record because we like you and everything. It yeah. wasn't that. No. It's because they couldn't find that you had a record. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't find it. Wow. Unless I said something. And I was going to say something because I'm using my life as a testimony to the to the guy that's been to prison that you can do something with your life, right? And, right. I, and I don't need to hide that. Right? And I have no reason to hide that. Well, I'm plus, not ashamed. The credit, it gives you some credibility with former 
mm-hmm. prisoners, right? Exactly. When I go and talk to people and I tell them I've been where they are, yeah. instant credibility. Sure. They listen to everything I'm saying. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, so you get this job. (laughs) Yeah. And? And so I get this job. I'm working in probation parole. These guys with guns, right? Girls and guys with guns. They all around me. I got an office in the middle of them, right? <laughs> they have to do what I tell them to do as a community coordinator. I'm wow. setting up all these events in the city. They have to show up, do the parking. They have to do the security. This dude went to prison. They know I've been to prison. And, yeah, you uh, their job. You their and, boss. And I'm their boss. Yeah, it's crazy. The chi- I'm over the chief in the, in the, in the county. And because the governor set this position up. So I have governor. I can go anywhere in the state, get the keys to the state and say I'm I'm a community coordinator from the governor's office and they they are set a meeting with anybody. Wow. With me. I had to open doors to Georgia. And uh and so so when they when you say second chances, I tell people I don't believe in second chances and I pause. 
you don't believe in second chances. What you in this position for if you don't believe in second chances? I come to understand that they need better chances. You can give them a second, third, fourth, 90 times, and they'll keep going to prison. Why? Because some of them never had a first chance. So it starts where, you, Bill, what you've done with young people, preventing them to go from the first place, right? Giving them a hope in the first place, right? Because once they get in the system, it's not broken, it's fixed. Mm. That means it's gonna yeah. do everything it's supposed to do, and, and this is a business, and we gotta get our clients coming back. And if they don't have a better chance where society changes our mind about how we work with people who come out of prison, oh, we're not gonna give them a job because they, they've been to prison. We're not gonna give them housing. If somebody don't give me, a, give me an opportunity to get housing, transportation. Well, I'm, then you're probably going to do whatever you got to do to survive. That's what it right becomes. Back where you came in the first place. That's what it becomes. And so that's where I made it in my commitment, my ministry, that I was going to stand in the gap and be a bridge to change. I'm not going to know that these things are happening and not create a job for them, not create housing, not create, you know, transportation. And this is all the things that we do. Life coaching. I knew that they need that life coach because that helped a lot in prison. So I started creating all these things when I got out, you know, to help a return citizen succeed. The program is six months to a year. Once they come in, they get jobs. They start How do working. they get jobs? Do you all we, help them find jobs? Yeah, we help them find jobs. We, we have an agency that's committed to going to ex-offender employers, mm -hmm. uh, friendly employers and building relationships with them, we go before them and say, hey, listen, there's some people behind us that you should hire. Why should I hire them? Well, they have drive. They, I mean, their employment may make the difference between their freedom or not. So they're gonna, you're going to have a committed em employee. Number two, we're helping to have that social support for them, transportation, coaching, mentoring. So we got See, a relationship. That's, that's part of the problem. I've yeah. hired ex-felons before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll hire an ex-felon tomorrow in my right. own business. I have done it. Yeah. But when that ex-felon has to go visit his parole officer, <laughs> when the lights ain't on, mm -hmm. when they are living in a halfway house, that they're up till 2, 3, 4 o'clock at night because hollering and screaming down the hallway. Mm -hmm. I feel for them. Yeah. But... As an employer, right. I need folks to show up every day right. with a good night's rest, with the ability to feed themselves, That's and right. a place to go at night. Transportation. And, and I can't that. tell you how many times I end up hiring a, a halfway homeless dude mm. who has no training yeah. and is only able to show up to work 60% of the time. And unfortunately... My heart right. feels, but I got a business that's, to run, and I that's can't run my business with folks like that. That's unfair to you, as a, so. I, so, how do you keep that from happening? Well, you, we bring them because in. then that, yeah. that that leads to recidivism. Because eventually, that guy can't keep a job, exactly. and now he goes and steals yeah. something and ends up back in jail. That's unfair to the employer, right? So you got to think about two sides and it, here. And, and the employer gets all this—the mm. evil big employer. Oh guy. yeah, no, it's yeah. Not, you. 
profits are a necessary measure of any business's success. That's right. And you can do all kinds of wonderful society things, but if you ain't making money, you ain't going to do nothing for nobody. Exactly. And you can't make money without hardworking, on-time, good-time employees. Exactly. And even though you want to help these folks, mm-hmm. when they don't have the tools, mm-hmm. you can't keep them in your business. You can't. You can't. And that's just the reality of it. That is. So how do I keep your people in my business? Exactly. How do I keep your people I understand you better. I started understanding what the employer needs and what they're looking for. Pe- employers are in business to make money. They have to be. They have to be. It's or they not, won't be in business. People hearing us need to understand it's not greed. No. It's we answer to the bank where we get our loans. We exactly. answer to the board that's going to sit us down and grill us about why we have or have not made any money. That's right. We we answer to the investors who expect a return on their investment. That's right. We are not being evil, greedy people by no. making money in our businesses. No. We're required to, and we all answer to somebody. Absolutely. And that's and that's and the if reality. This dude ain't gonna show up to work and <laughs> gonna make that impossible for me to do. Yeah. He gone. Yeah. Now well, that sounds cold, but that's just real. Well the people that uh that we work with, the reason why they're working with us is because we try to eliminate those those obstacles right there, right? We, first of all, okay, I'm going to bring you a dupe. Let's say, let's say employee A and employee B, potential employee A, potential employee B. This potential employee A is one of our people, right? They come with support system, a life coach, housing, transportation, guaranteed. That's a big one. Transportation is a big one. It's a big one. And, And support, right? With a drive to work. They, I mean, they have a passion and want to work. Plus, they have tax incentives, you know, that you, if you hire them, you get. Also, liability insurance comes with them. Oh, wow. Right? The federal government will pay them, pay the employer liability, take care of their liability insurance and tax incentives, write-offs. With this guy, this person don't have none of that. I mean, other than some of the stuff they provide for themselves. It's a no-brainer for this employer. Let me give him a second chance, okay? All right, longest, but in our staff, and we have a staffing company, you keep them for six months, and they come on my job and work. And if they do well for six months, I'll hire them. You, you try before you buy. That's easy. <laughs> you, and see, you know, retention is a problem with employees having, finding good employees and things of that nature. And this turnover is what they don't like. It costs them money. It costs a lot of money yeah. to constantly be training. Training and over, and over and over, over again. Over. So we try to eliminate that problem. And at the same time, we're helping the returning citizen. And, and they, they got a place to go home. Got a place to go home to. And so how long before your your residents, I mean, you can't, they can't become, they can't be residents in perpetuity, they got to move on to their own life. Right. So what's their, what's their outside of work personal life plan? How do they get put back into society for real? Yeah. But we have a, a financial management plan with them. Wow. Right. So we control their finances. You control them. Control them. They sign over for us to control their finances. They budget. The monies that they get, we give them a, uh, like a, funds request for every week that they spend on what they want to spend on. They budget, they, they, they see a life coach every week. So you're forcing them to learn how to actually budget money and exactly. not cash their check at the Absolutely. liquor store. At the liquor store. You follow the money, you control the addiction issues. You follow the money, 
you can control a lot of their bad habits. So you mean now they ain't getting a check and getting full in the grip of a bag of weed exactly. and the other stuff. You're the keeping stuff. that out of their reality as well. While we're training them disciplines, while we're teaching them budgeting, because at the while, after they save a certain amount of money, we give a little bit of money more over to them. And then they, then, then they have to bring receipts back. So, But you're pyramiding <laughs> their responsibility with money and freedom right. up. Yeah. And they say that, that creates a discipline. They start likening when they start seeing their account build up thousands of dollars. They never saved any kind of money like that. No. I'm writing a check, 10000 5000 when they leave our program. And then we've already built a relationship with an employee complex, you know, that, that will let them come in or they buy their own houses. And you're telling me <laughs> in a, in a, in a community of people mm -hmm. who 70% end up, it, isn't the national number 70% of felons return to prison within, I think, two years, right? Two to three years, yeah. It's three years. It's mm -hmm. three years, all right. So 70% of felons mm -hmm. return to prison within three years. You're telling me that your data points are that 98% of the people that come through your program don't return to prison. They don't. It, because it works. It works for them. It works for us. It works for society. But most people are not going to have all those wraparound services. Most people are not well, going to be that Where does the money dedicated. come from for these services? For the for for you to be able to house and do all this, where does oh, the money come from? They pay program fees. They pay program fees after a while. And like the first three months, they don't have any money, right? Then they start building up their account. Then they have to pay program fees. And it goes back in. So this thing is self-sustaining? Yes. I don't get in grants. Oh, you're telling me this is, I, I expected this to be a windfall of money from the government or no. some benefactor somewhere or something. Don't receive a dime. Not only does this work, it's self-sustaining. Self-sustaining. It pays for itself. And how many residents do you have currently? Currently, I had uh, I just lost a house because the owner repurposed the house, right? And this is why we're in the process of getting another one. We had ten in that house. We got five in the house that we're in now, right? And we're going to get another house. It's going to be we're looking at a duplex. We're praying that we can get this duplex. It's going to be twenty people that can go into that house. So really the scale of it is just your ability to house them because there's more that want to be in this program than you have room. If I, if I can, yeah, if we can get a bigger place, that same success rate will be there because the program works. It's just got to get the housing. And so that's it. I mean, we've had three houses in the past where we've had 20, 30 people that we were, we were housed at a time. So it's, but it's definitely, it, it's, it's self-sustaining mm -hmm. and it has a 98% success rate. Yep. That is an unbelievable story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's working. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, so Lee, I, how long have you been doing this from the beginning to now? How many years? Uh, it's been since, uh, 2006. So. 2006. Mm-hmm. Wow. 16 years. So, I mean, it's a, it's a thing now. Yeah. You've got a, have you got a favorite success story? Have you, have you got the story of that person that came into the program that you actually wondered if they'd ever be able to make it? You know, what's your favorite story? My favorite story is actually has turned into a documentary. Really? Yeah. Tell me about it. Larry, Larry Williams. Uh, Larry is uh, someone that came into our program. He did 42 years in prison. That and sounds like a murder rap. That was a murder rap. And he came into our program. He's 60, 60 something years old now. When he come, when did, how old was he when he came? 22, 21. Wow. He did 40-something years and 42 years. And so he comes into our program, Vital Signs. This dude was institutionalized. He Yeah, did, let's set that for a second okay. because a lot of listeners, mm. they've seen movies, whatever, and they hear 42 years. And I think we get desensitized to the fact that when you're in prison, you are, you are disassociated with culture. Mm-hmm. And so... I've heard the stories of people coming out of prison and it just is crazy that they don't even know what a cell phone is really. Yeah. This they don't even know how case. to use one. They don't. Don't this. even know what that is. Yeah. There are no pay phones anymore. That the world has changed. Is 
I, I asked a group of uh, 60, 20 something year olds not long ago in a speech mm -hmm. who could name me one member of the group of people that bombed the World Trade Center mm -hmm. and the Pentagon. One. Mm. There wasn't a single 20 year old in the room that mm. could name one. Wow. Yeah. That could tell you anything about it. And that was on the 20th anniversary of it. Wow. So if in 20 years, which is a generation, mm -hmm. we can have 60 college kids that can't even tell you one thing about the most destructive thing to happen to our country <laughs> since Pearl Harbor. Right. And that collective consciousness evaporates in only 20 years. Mm -hmm. Think of what society changes in 40, 40 years when you're in 40 prison. Years. Wow. So this cat comes. So what I'm saying to you is, is when yeah. you hear a person comes out of prison 42 years, they're coming into a world that might as well be Mars. Absolutely. They really are. They are. And he came into it. You can see it in the documentary, but he came into it not knowing what a computer, what a mouse is. Yeah, a mouse. There's a perfect example. Everybody knows what a mouse is. He thinks a mouse is a great thing, but right. he's cheese right. out of a hole in the wall. Right. He really doesn't understand what a mouse yeah. is. Yeah. And he got frustrated. He, we had a mentor coaching him and showing him what a mouse is and trying to get him his Facebook set up and all this stuff on social media and getting him. And he uh, he said, I'm frustrated. I clicked this, clicked the right button or the left button. You know, he's like, I, I want to go back to prison. Hmm. You know, it's, it's easier. You know, I don't have to uh, be rejected. I don't have to, you know, people thinking crazy about me um i don't At understand this technology prison, I, know, I know where i am you, you know you have a name in prison they respect you in prison they're family members and and so i've you know um him coming out and we, the documentary is called first week out uh first week out and uh it they just uh iron light and that group uh did a great job in putting together this documentary and uh winning all kinds of festivals, awards, and um, they just show his first week out. He gets a job. He, uh, he's got housing. He gets a job. He's got transportation to his job. He's doing well. Um, he's Where got, is he right now? He's right now. He's graduated from the program. He's got his own apartment. He's got his own car. You know, he's got a nice car. He's got it. He's still at the job, working, working on his retirement plan, you know, benefits and all that. And so he's, he's, and now he's in a documentary that's winning all kinds of awards. He goes to our church and he's, he's in church. He's doing, he's doing the right thing. He's mentoring young people. How does he, <laughs> how does he, I, I, I should be asking him this question, probably <laughs> not you, but mm -hmm. I, I, I'm searching for the right words to ask this question in a in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. He he murdered somebody. Yeah. How does he balance this right chance and this new opportunity and this life he's starting to be able to live with the fact that he took one from somebody who won't ever have that chance? Does he? Yeah. Do these guys? Once they finally get off the grip of the drugs and the life quotes mm -hmm. yeah. and 
they they go through a program because there's a yeah. self awakening that happens in things like this. I believe, yeah. and I think people start mm-hmm. to look at themselves differently, yeah. and they know what they're looking at when it's them and them in the mirror. Yes. How, how does a guy like that balance this amazing opportunity, even this late in life that he has, and the love he's been shown by guys like you and mentors and teachers and everything, mm-hmm. and then he then he recognizes, you know. Despite it all, I took a lot. I mean, do, yeah. do guys still struggle with that? I guess what I, I'm saying. Well, in the documentary, it, it, it addresses a lot of that guilt and shame and remorse. And even he makes a statement from all the stuff he goes through when he comes out still after he'd done 42 years, what society says he needs to pay his 42 years of his life. Mm-hmm. He said, I wonder if I'm forgiven by God. Wow. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm forgiven by him, and so there's a. And sense then, of, how can you even forgive yourself? How could you forgive yourself? So they still deal with these. The trauma. There's so much trauma goes on and mental illness that takes place by going through this. In fact, I heard a veteran say, "You get more trauma going to prison than you do fighting in a war, because there's a war in there. It's a war, you know, and and they see a lot of stuff that average people." Shouldn't see. I mean, just that nobody should. See. Nobody should see. It's just it's traumatizing, and so he's learned to forgive himself. Um, when we attached him to a family, we there's a, a Caucasian family. This is African American guy. We attached him to this older Caucasian family that fell in love with him. Wow. Uh, I certified the father of this family as a coach, and we try to attach them to families so they can feel like they have family. This family has taken him in, this white Caucasian family. This is an ex-murderer. They're older, no children, no young people. And they got they they got ability to help him. They take this guy to go get his car fixed. They take this guy to to go get his trying to get his benefits. They're they're walking alongside of him. And I imagine they're happy to do that if uh, as long as he meets them halfway and keeps yeah. doing the right thing. Exactly. And Larry is an independent kind of guy, and he, he doesn't like people that try to help him too much. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> He's like, you know, that's okay. That's okay. They want to. And I told him that Larry is not about you. Yeah, you have to be as cheerful receivers. Yeah, yeah. You're helping other people, letting them help you. you they know, feel good about helping you. A guy <laughs> like that, I hear that, and my heart breaks for anybody who wonders if God could forgive them. Mm-hmm. And I always remind myself that, you know, David took his most trusted lieutenant's wife mm. and had a, an adulterer and then to save face, killed her husband mm. and was still forgiven. Mm. And if you can do that, God can forgive you. Yeah. And so yeah. Larry's going to be fine. He's, he's learning. He's learning that. God is, has forgiven him. But. He's going to be fine. But yeah. that, that's interesting that they, I would, I would carry that guilt with me. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would carry that guilt with me. But the amazing thing is you take a guy who's been in jail for 42 years, exits into our society, which to him looks like Mars. Right. And in only a few years, he's got his own place, got his own car, got mm-hmm. a job, made yeah. friends, joined a church. Yeah. It's an amazing story. And they love him on his job. And And that can be done all over this country. Yes, it could. And we can change the reentry industry tremendously if we we just 
knew how to do these things because I think like most people just think lock them up. But really, they're coming back out, 95% of them coming right back out living right next door to you. Why not change that narrative and, and do something different? And we do that. We're going to create a better society, less victims. That's how I look at it. You got less victims. You have the people that's committed. And less tax dollars going to support prisons less instead tax. of social programs that can help us all. You got it. That's right, man. Here's the thing. Um, I got something called Rent Estate. My life coaches, I certify life coaches. They take the same blueprint, and they're doing it all over the country. Yeah, that's my question. So <laughs> we're this is an army of normal folks, and yeah. the idea here is mm-hmm. is to tell really cool stories, not of people whose names you've heard and the news and movies and TVs, but really cool stories of just guys like you and me, just normal folks who happen to to be involved and been fortunate enough to to do some pretty extraordinary things. And the idea is to to share those stories, right? right. Because they're uplifting and interesting. And I think we all have conflict in our lives and the conflict of you with the the guy in Tulsa and and and, yeah. and the things we learn about ourselves through those conflicts are interesting. That's right. But the idea is that somebody sitting in Fort Collins right now hears the story and says, "I could do that." You know mm-hmm. that reaches my heart. I could do that, and yeah. your story may reach some people. Other people's story may reach others. But but mm-hmm. to me, this one seems like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. It's self sufficient, and you can scale. Absolutely. And how, how does if somebody hears that and wants to do that, they, how do they do that? How, who do they call? What the, do they do? The portal to getting into this whole system is becoming a certified life coach. That's it. That's it. If you want to do this kind of work, you got to learn to practice. You got to learn. And when you become a certified life coach, I have something called coachpreneur. That's the next level. Once you learn the skill of coaching, learn the industry, learn what we do, learn the best practices, because I'm, I'm known as a reentry expert throughout the country. I'm teaching them all the stuff I do. I'm giving it away, right? Literally, they, they have to pay for the certification. It takes some money to do that. But after that, you, I'm giving you the blueprint to the housing, to the transportation, to the staffing agency, to how to build communities within your community. And you're saying this is being done currently in other places right now? Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., L.A., Texas. Are the people doing them all ex-felons or are they just some people that just want to Both and. Both and. Both. So you don't necessarily have to be an ex-felon to Mm-mm. do it. Just no. somebody that cares about Just somebody folks. that cares. And that's why I teach them the coach approach, because you don't have to be an expert with somebody else's life to be a coach. A mentor is different. Right. A coach is somebody who just asks good questions, they're a good listener, and they guide the process. Right? You don't have to have had that experience, because that person is an expert with their life. Right? And all you're doing is bringing it out and let them see themselves and make better decisions. That's all. And so they take all of that and take the whole blueprint and duplicate it. That's all that. And and it works throughout the whole country that way. Vital signs. Vital signs. It's doing the work. Vital signs. Yeah. So if I'm the guy in um, Little Rock, Arkansas, Uh and I want to start a vital signs thing in Mm -hmm. my community, you know, how do I reach out to Lee to find out Lee, how'd you do it? And and to get in touch with you, can you share that? Sure. 
Yeah, they can go to our website, uh, LeeRobbins.com. You spell that L-E-E-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. You go there, that is the portal to it all. I mean, if you want to know something about the staffing, the coaching, the transportation called Uplift, which means Uber plus Lyft, you go to all of those, you go to that one site, and it'll take you to all the other sites. Lee, Lee can you imagine if every community that had a prison in it mm-hmm. took five, you, let's just say on a small level, five prisoners, five former prisoners, mm-hmm. and put them through the system, how we could change the entire face of today's recidivism rate. It, it would oh, be yeah. phenomenal. Lee Robbins, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, sir. And um, it's, uh, it's, it, there's no doubt you are, you are a normal dude who's been through an extraordinary <laughs> life. And the, the, the work you're doing is it just furthers to advance an army of normal folks trying to do amazing things in our country. And it's been an honor to spend some time with you today. Thank you so much. It's likewise here with you and, and all the stuff that you've done. I'm amazed and just blessed at seeing your work and your documentary and everything you're doing for the inner city. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you for joining us this week. Y'all, if if Pastor Lee or another guest has inspired you in general, or better yet, to take action by starting a vital signs in your community or something else entirely, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can write me anytime at bill at normalfolks.us. And I'm telling you, I will respond. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and on social. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Become a premium member at normalfolks.us. All these things that will help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.